Mango Mustache Media. L-A-S. You're listening to One Word Stories. Brought to you by... I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S. Hey, 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 welcome to One Word Stories. I'm your host, Alex Schulte. This is the podcast where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. As always, I am joined by uh, one of my best buddies in the whole wide world. It's Jake Trumper. What's up, Jake? Hey, thanks for having me onto the podcast that I'm a That's co-host of. Such a generic thing to say after someone. Uh, Hi, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Spaghetti. What? I say that in our trailer tease. What? In our oh. tease, it's a we use one word like spaghetti. Like yeah, yeah, I see the reference you're making. I well, go ahead and listen to our ad <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't get it. So yeah, we take one word and then we we let the whole episode be uh, surrounded around that word. And um, before we get into this, I I feel like I need to say that I'm like struggling to speak right now. <laughs> oh, because of the because, last show we just did, my show, so, which is chaos. So we just got finished recording Historically Inaccurate, which, yes, where you're the host and I'm the co-host. We kind of It's sw- a switcheroo. We switch roles. Two yeah. completely different. Very things. different shows, very yeah. different feels. But on that show, there's always a punishment, and the punishment was these cupcakes filled with random things. And I just took a, a freaking whole cupcake, one bite, and it was completely filled with salsa, and it was chunky salsa, and I just can't get like that texture out of my mouth right now. So I'm like, really? What a great cross promo Ugh. to the other. I know <laughs> it, it's un, an unintentional cross promo. It's more of like an excuse for why I sound all, like you're dying. Like yeah, I, this time the the choked upness you're hearing is actually <laughs> choked. <laughs> We're also joined by Logan as the producer. He's outside the booth. Hey, Logan. Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for pressing buttons for us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up with your generic. Spaghetti! <laughs> I hate you both. Thanks for the spaghetti. I also ate a nasty cupcake, by the way. You had the cupcake with ranch in it. Yeah, not you, great. Because you both lost. <laughs> yep, we both lost the game. Well, I didn't lose. Well, you you volunteered. You volunteered. Yeah. You were like, I don't want to make Alex go through this by himself. So if you want to hear... 
that one. That you can check out Historically Inaccurate. Head on over there. Part of the LAS Podcast Network. Well, nice. Yeah, we are part of the LAS Podcast Network, where you can find more information on uh, LASPodcastNetwork.com. You can support us on Patreon, which is pretty much how we make this whole machine work, over on Patreon.com slash LASPodcastNetwork. Um, we would love to have your support, because we're doing a lot of really cool things here. we got more shows coming as well, besides the six that you have right now at this point. There's a lot more coming. It's always growing. Shall we figure out what today's word is? Yes. Today's word is... Wait, what do we say again? What's the word? Uh, Oh, imposter! How did I forget the word? Imposter. Imposter. Yeah. (laughs) Bro, this would have been... This name, using the name imposter with the sound and everything, sus, would have been really popular... Like two, two months, three two, months ago, a few months ago. That's how you know we're not sellouts. We waited. I'm 30, dude. I can I can get away with this. I get an excuse, right? Yes. It's like okay for me now to be a little bit behind the trend. You once you cross that threshold, you're because, expected to be late. Yeah. To I mean, because I, I really don't care what. Good. Uh, 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 no, that's a lie. I still. Care. I do care. Yeah. I absolutely care. I care too much, maybe. So the reason we're talking about imposter today, though, is is because it is one word stories. Really, what I want to talk about is imposter syndrome. Hmm. Okay. Which I don't know much about. Could you explain it to me? Because when you suggested it, I was like, what is that? Actually, Logan, could you look up the exact definition of imposter syndrome instead of me just saying what, yeah. what I believe it is it would be nice and what be, I think of? Yeah, because it would be nice to be educated on it. maybe I do have <laughs> I mean, it. I didn't think I had no, it. No, I do know what it is. And that's why I brought the topic up. And it's something I suffer from mm-hmm. big time. But uh, what's the exact, what's what's Webster say or, or whoever? Yeah, it's not a, a dictionary definition. Um, so I'm actually going to words. the I'm going to the American Psychological Association. Oh, wow. um, sounds let official. Me, let me see what I can G- find. Let me let me guess what I think it is. <laughs> okay, here's my guess. It's when you're the murderer in that video game. And yeah, pa- uh, it's when you're secretly killing us. people on spaceships uh, as funny us. astronauts. No, is it um, you? Think you are like an imposter in your own life, so you think like uh, you shouldn't like be that person. Like, like I, you're... yeah, yeah. Like I don't deserve what I have. Okay, intro. Okay, so like imposter in the sense of like you're like I should not be this successful, or or, or is it like kind the of. other way around? You're like I shouldn't be this big of a failure, or I shouldn't be kind it. of. But okay. I, you can you can feel like you have like you are worth more than you have while also having imposter syndrome. Okay. You know, like I feel like I should be a little bit further in my life as a 30-year-old, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit more established in my career, but things happen. And But at the same time, I also feel like I don't deserve the things I do have. So it's kind of a convoluted back-and-forth um, sandwich. To Interesting. Be. That, I don't know why he said sand. a sandwich. I don't, I don't a sandwich. It's a little sandwich made. A little imposter sandwich. Yeah, a little imposter sandwich. <laughs> it's actually spaghetti. <laughs> it's spaghetti. <laughs> it was imposter spaghetti for you. Um, let me show you uh, or share with you what I found. Sure. This is from the American Psychological Association um, in an article written by Kristen Weir. So go ahead and find that. Shout out um, to Kristen Weir. Yeah, let me share with you uh, a couple paragraphs. I'll keep it really, really nice and tight and brief. Um, but essentially, it says. First described by psychologists, uh, skipping ahead, in the 1970s, imposter phenomenon occurs among high achievers who are unable to internalize and accept their success. They often attribute their accomplishments to luck rather than to ability and fear that others will eventually unmask them as a fraud. It is not an official diagnosis listed in the DSM. They acknowledge, though, that it's very real and a specific form of intellectual self-doubt. Imposter feelings are generally accompanied by anxiety 
and often depression. Um, by definition, most people with imposter feelings suffer in silence, um, says Imes, one of the uh, clinical psychologists quoted in this. Quote, most people don't talk about it. Part of the experience is that they're afraid they're going to be found out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Right. So I feel like I'm wearing a mask. I'm going to like cry. Uh, I think I have imposter syndrome. Oh, oh, my God. You okay, too, there? Ah. It's hard. Oh, that's a realization. That hits. It, it, I, Ooh, but I think, I think it's something that a lot of people suffer from, mm-hmm. even though it's not a technical... Uh, scientific term yet, yeah. but but it's definitely something that I talk to my therapist about is my own imposter syndrome wow. because I think that a lot of the things that I have right now with starting this new podcast network or um, before when I had my radio show at Z, mm-hmm. all that felt lucky and like it was someone else's doing to me. That's how I feel like the fact that I'm still in radio, like because it's such a fickle thing to be in now. People are getting fired every day from it. The fact that I'm in it, I'm like, there's better people out there that should be in this. I don't know how I'm in here. I suck at writing articles. How am I in this job that allows me to write two articles a day? How am I on air? I suck at this. Like I, I'm just lucky I fell into it. And For one, it. and that's the thing is like from the outside perspective, I think you're incredibly talented, and oh, I don't see you. there being anybody else who would be better for your job. There, there's you. not. There's not. I mean. There are so many talented people in this area that could mm-hmm. do so many incredible things. But you're definitely um, very talented and aware of not only yourself, but of kind of how the world is working right now, and especially for how young you are. And you've always been, I've known you now since you were 19 years old, I think, 19. when we first met. Yep. And you were already pretty aware of that stuff. So I've learned a lot from you oh. on how social media works, mm-hmm. on how to promote your brand, on, on consistency with that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I would not, I don't think of you as, as an imposter. And that's kind of part of what this what the it is. syndrome is. What, would you say, would imposter syndrome also mean like you hate compliments? Because anytime, when you were complimenting me, I I'm like, oh, that. Hey, thanks, but I want to punch myself in the face oh. when people give me compliments. I I feel like that may be something that's uh, connected or symptomatic of, of larger uh-huh. imposter syndrome, but it also might not be connected. Um, that can be, I think, its own thing, but I, I do think that struggling to accept compliments for yourself could be uh, symptomatic of, of a larger imposter syndrome-related oh. uh, experience. Right, wow. right. And and it's funny because this is usually something you keep to yourself in like a workplace, but the people I work with are you two, essentially, and, and a few other people, of mm-hmm. course. But this is usually something that I would want to keep from you in, in this workspace. But since this whole show is based on vulnerability and putting yourself out there, I have really bad imposter syndrome. And like Logan said in the description, that comes with anxiety. And yeah. I didn't know I had such bad anxiety until the pandemic happened. But then it made so much sense. Um, it literally, so I I got I got laid off in mm-hmm. in March on March twenty fourth of twenty twenty. I lost my job as the night show host over at Z one two point nine. Okay, and for those that don't know, my my dad comes from radio. My dad was on Schulte and Swan for thirty years, spanning from the nineties until just a few years ago, and and so. Z has been something that's always been so important to me, right? Mm-hmm. But when I got that job as an actual DJ, it's like, okay, am I really getting, did I earn this? Oh. Or is my last name just Schulte? I see. You know, it, it is, it, if, we, if we pull back the curtain, are they going to see that I, you know, me with no college degree, all of my credentials are, hey, I went off to Chicago and... I'm not really going to tell you what I did there because I, I think people 
some people like assume that I was acting there. I did. When we first met, I was like, can you help me with my resume? I'm trying to grow because it was like, right. Alex Schulte, Scott Schulte's son is right. coming back from Chicago. Right. And uh, like, Huge I'm like imposter. 18 or 19 years old. And I'm like, oh, this 25, 26 year old's coming right. back. He's going to know so much. And I remember you're like nonchalant. You're like, yeah, dude, I'll help you. I was right in the front seat of your car. You're driving me back. I remember that. And you're like, we were yeah, driving I'll... back from a uh, uh, blueberry farm. Uh, Bloomsbury. Bloomsbury farm. And you were That's like, right. you're like, yeah, I'll help you out. I got you, man. I was like, wow, this guy's like, well, I wonder how much he did. I, and then like, I had thought like you did improv there. Like you were like second city. And I did. I yeah, did do yeah. improv there. I, I was at, I was at IO improv Olympic. Gotcha. I thought you were like, I thought I just, you did a lot. I did, it, but mainly I drank a lot of alcohol, did a lot of drugs and gave Segway tours. Right. I thought that you were like, I thought it was like, Drugs, drinking, Segway tours. I thought it was going to be no, something else. There was but... not a lot of that either. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, that's so funny. I, that's what it sounded like. I was like, oh, Segway tours. Yeah, that no, I was a rock dramatic star. Dramatic change. No, Segway tours. tours. Gotcha. Yeah, so I was, a, I was a Segway tour guide for the six years that I lived in Chicago. But but yeah, I did take improv classes. I did get to rub shoulder, rub elbows with a few cool people. Like I got to hang out with Pentatonix mm-hmm. um, backstage at the Chicago Theater for like three hours after one of their shows but that wasn't because of me being an actor or anything it was because they knew my friend yeah so so when i came back to cedar rapids though yes i knew that that was coming along with people like you thinking that i was more than i was and who, who am i to correct you to say look man i have no idea what i'm doing mm-hmm. this is all made up it's all a facade why i, I just couldn't i couldn't I mean, I, I try to be honest and try to yeah, tell you, like, well, look, I didn't really do that many shows. And the thing is, I went to Chicago with the, with the intent yeah. of being a stand-up comedian, with being a, um, uh, an actor, yeah. uh, uh, being an improv comedian, and then I never had the courage to audition for literally one show. I didn't audition for one thing in the entire—I mean, I was— Why not? Fear of failure. Huge fear of failure. Huge fear of rejection. Because I am a huge imposter. I am not you're, I am not a good actor. You're I am, not an I am impo- not a good You performer. are a good actor. You know you're a good actor and performer. There why would Washington There's better ones. Why would Washington High School ask you to come coach their kids if you weren't good? That because it's into, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But you know what's funny? You know, is, like that's the thing. That gets into my imposter syndrome though. When they asked and, you to come coach, it made me say I'm not good at improv. They're bringing Alex in to replace me. Uh, that hurts yeah, my... you, were, you were the and, coach there before I and was. And then you came in, and I was like, that's one of my best friends replacing me right now. Oh, and I was never replacing I'm you. Not... We were like co-coaches. But then the next year, I'm not coaching it at all. Right. I'm like, right. what the hell? And it felt like it wasn't co-coaches. It was like, oh, Alex is in charge now. I'm mm. losing everything. And that's what made me be like, I'm not even that good of an actor. I'm a young, stupid Damn. kid who's not good enough. And I think we both suffer from that. Because you just said you're not a good actor or good at performing. When we, we know that... like. Deep down, I think you subconsciously know that's not true, but it's very hard to let that little I, subconscious voice speak. You suffer. I know I have skills in, and stuff, and but but you know, and so do you. Well, but there'll like, always anytime, be someone better than us. Well, it's like but, what, I, every time I like look back at a clip of something I did, it's like, ugh, I sounded like that. Oh my, yes. But but that, I'm not really trying to get into that as much as where we're at right now, and mm-hmm. and feeling like imposters. So mm-hmm. we have now started a podcast network, and. Which, again, I feel like is something that has fallen into my lap. So when so to take to, to take a step back, I got laid off with mm-hmm. I got furloughed. They said I was going to be coming back. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, we got to lay off 
all these people, mm-hmm. and we're the intent is to bring you back once things start getting back to normal. I got a call in May and an email in May saying that that would not be happening. So then some really bad depression happened, and I I I started playing video games for about fifteen hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like like I would wake up play video games until I had to go to bed because stepping into this other world was the only thing I could do to cope. Uh, So I had to make, I had to like not think about what was happening. Um, And also, you know, the world was collapsing at this point. On top of me having lost my Mm -hmm. job, there were no jobs out there to get. Yeah. So that depression happens. And then it wasn't until literally um, my girlfriend Hannah was like, we're going to the doctor. You need help. We Mm -hmm. need to do something. And it was it was a it was a Monday morning. She found this free clinic, by the way, for anybody that needs it. There's an amazing free clinic, and I, oh, I should know the exact. It's over by Metro High School, right behind Bender Pool. Okay. And the people there are amazing, and it's completely free. You can go in if you don't have insurance. You can go in there and and find that out. Logan, really quick, while while I'm talking about this, if you could find out that actual information where the exactly that isn't and exactly what it's called. I would really appreciate that because honestly, if there is anybody hearing this and doesn't have insurance because of whatever reason, Mm -hmm. there are things out there that you can do to get help. So I went in there and dragged by my ankles by Hannah. Oh, Logan, do you have it? Go go ahead and say that before I say this next thing. Yeah, I have it. It's the uh, community health free clinic. It is at 947 14th Ave Southeast like you said, right behind Metro High School and, and Bender Pool. Yeah. Um, and they are open on a, on a very regular basis. So Every day. Yeah, I think they're open till 1 p.m. on Mondays, and then it's 10 a.m. on every other day. You're pretty close. And uh, and it's communityhfc.org, Community Health Free Clinic. Communityhfc.org. So go there if you honestly need the help and you can't necessarily afford it right now because mm-hmm. there's no shame in that. And I thought there was a bunch of shame in that. So, um, <laughs> to preface this, they put me on anxiety medication and I have now been off my anxiety medication for three weeks because of laziness and not going up, going in to pick up a, a prescription and also oh. feeling like I could supplement it with exercise and, and replace it. How is that working? Not. Oh, okay. I have felt jittery and shaky and anxious. You're shaking the tw- table right now. I'm always shaking. Yeah. 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 I, it's been 24 seven for about a week and a half, two weeks now Mm -hmm. where every single thing, like my heart rate is high all the time. It's bad. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm going in to get um, a refill tomorrow, which is awesome. Yes. So anyway, Hannah opens up our curtains at 9am, which at this point in time, I'm sleeping into like 3pm, you know, to, to, cause I'm staying up till 7am playing video games, just being depressed. Hannah, excuse me, opens up the curtains. It's that salsa cupcake. Opens up the curtains. We're going. And I'm like, no, I'm, uh, we'll, let's do it next week. Mm-hmm. She she pulls the covers off me, drags me in. We get into the clinic. We sit there and we wait for a while because there there is a little bit of a wait when, yeah. you're, when you're trying to get treatment that doesn't cost money mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. Right. So we get in and this amazing doctor named Chris, um, she, she, Walked into the room and she's like, "What's the problem?" And I look up at like with tears in my eyes, and 
like choking at my throat. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't speak. There were no words coming out of my mouth. And she goes, oh, okay, I'll be right back. So she walks out. She comes back with one of those papers, you know, with um, how are you feeling? Uh, Strongly agree, strongly disagree. So it's like, are you feeling suicidal? Are you feeling, um, uh, when when these things happen, do do you feel like it's your fault? You know, and it's all these great questions. And for me, I was checking on, I pretty much checked strongly agree agree. to almost everything besides being suicidal. That is one thing that I was never, I never felt suicidal, Mm -hmm. which um, is good, you know. Yeah. But, but. She came back. She gave me um, some some anxiety medication, citalopram, I think is what it's called, twenty milligrams. And within a week, I noticed a difference. Right. Wow. And not only that, they then referred me to a um, therapy oh. place, mm-hmm. the the Olson Clinic, yep. which is which is uh, associated with Mount Mercy College, mm-hmm. and that's a pay what you can service so they have these incredible these um grad students who are going to be therapists but then there is a licensed therapist a doctor that's watching you through a camera and they step out about the 45 minute mark or 35 minute mark of your session to go and get some feedback so so not only did i get medication but i also got referred to this amazing clinic and at first i was like i'm unemployed i don't have any money so i paid zero dollars for my first few sessions. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of got to the point where I was collecting unemployment and I really believed in what they were doing so I asked if I could start paying. But again, I'm not paying much. I'm paying what I can right now. Yeah. So the medication plus the therapy was awesome. Mm-hmm. And this is my long way of saying I was super depressed and had no things going on and was not trying anything. And then Logan reached out to me mm-hmm. and is like, hey, I'm going to... Gianna's Italian beef. We're we're go, we're going to a Gianna's and we're gonna um, talk to them about about their business and, and whatnot. So we had a, we had a really cool meeting with the owner Adam. Really cool and, guy. And before and, we before we jump into that, because I would also um, yeah, yeah, I wanna I wanna chime in about how it feels like I got brought in by you and all that. But I think we should cut to a commercial first before we dive deep into that. Um, okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Let's let's jump into the let's let's take this let's take one minute. One minute. We'll be we'll back. We'll be back in more. sixty oh, seconds, um, so I can finish why I feel like an imposter, and, and then we can hear about why Jake feels like an it's imposter. It's a trickle down because you feel like Logan it's brought you in, and I feel like you brought me <laughs> in. Imposter it, capitalism. Yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to One Word Stories, brought to you by. Hi, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, digital and content marketing guy. I'm Alex Schulte, creative director dude. And I'm Craig Johnson, maker of graphics. And we're the LAS Marketing Team. And this is Friends with Marketing Benefits, Eastern Iowa's newest podcast filled with laughter, stories, and insight from a rotating cast of marketing professionals. Every Tuesday, join us as we break down modern marketing practices into something that you can use right now to better market your business, nonprofit, band, or even that dresser you've been trying to sell on Facebook Marketplace. There'll be new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Friends with Marketing Benefits is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. If you feel like it. LAS. 
Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Jake, just fast, just fast forward to the end. We are literally running out of time. Did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! Oh, I did it. Oh, I was in I was in my groove. Come there. and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm, I'm kind of doing You most couldn't of even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. <laughs> L-A-S. Welcome back to One Word Stories. I'm Alex Schulte, joined by Jake Trumper. We got Logan Adam Schultz on the producer microphone outside the studio. And and we're starting at at the beef. At the beef is where I cut you off. Yes. So we were talking about imposter syndrome. Gosh, those cupcakes with the salsa in them are still getting to me from that historically inaccurate episode. Dying. I'm going to get through this. People are like, he's crying again. No, No, he's not crying. He's not. No, no. It's cupcakes with salsa in them. Um, So, yes. So... After all of that anxiety, the medication, the therapy, then I'm starting to get back on my groove. Then I get a call from Logan to come with him and and start talking. And he starts talking about he wants to start this business, LAS. And this is me sitting around not applying for jobs. And then this thing just falls into my lap. And then next thing I know, five, six months later, we're here. And this thing is really rolling now. Because Logan sees that you're talented. It's not him just being like, I'm going to treat Logan or uh, Alex like a charity case. He chose you for your talent. I, yes. But still, you know, I wasn't, I was a mess when he came to me. I was just like, I was a piece of crap, dude. Like, I was really not doing anything. Well, we all have valleys. It's not like he came and like was like the hand of God helping you up. He knew you were talented. You were helping each other. He was giving you an opportunity, but you were helping better his brand by offering a unique talent to the LAS podcast. Thank you. That's why I picked. Thank you for saying that. But to put words in Logan's mouth, who is literally here, (laughs) he could have said, "I was like, no, I got it." And and I'm not trying to make this like. I don't want this to turn into, Logan, justify me, please. Mm-hmm. I really just want to, to talk about how it makes me feel. Yeah, um, and, I, and I do want to make sure that um, I clarify to any listeners out there that I'm not, I'm purposefully not chiming in on this. I don't want to color your experience as you tell this story because I think that your perspective is really important here to, right, right. to, to share this. And mm-hmm. see that right there is why I like working with him. Um, you're very aware of things. Um, and yes, I think it is important as well. So, so... Yeah, I mean, now we're here, and I'm, like, in charge of scheduling our meetings with our, our podcasts and and um, workshopping with our new hosts and, and honing their skills to make the best show possible, but I feel like I'm faking all of it, and I'm just like, you know, I, I don't have any professional education on on broadcasting. I just have a couple years of experience in radio. So that's that's where my thing gets. I think that's where you and I get separated. Is all of my stuff is like just strictly creativity, which one could argue there's people doing it better. 
you're scheduling, doing the genuine things. It's hard to be an imposter when you're genuinely doing the things that are working. Like if you brought the But I'm also in, messing it up constantly. Like we had we had somebody come in for a meeting that I scheduled at the wrong time just yesterday and then we had to send her home because like sorry, I didn't line this up. Oh, right. and historically and I, accurate. And I look and I looked like an idiot. No, you didn't. You, yes, you, I did. You, you, Yes, I freaking did. But the, I felt like a, a new, moron. But it's a new thing. Like when Historically Inaccurate got messed up scheduling-wise for a second there with the Mondays and everything, that's everybody's fault. I should have pinpointed it. It's never just one person with this. It's kind of like a family, LAS, we're all in it together. When one person yeah. makes a mistake, we all kind of made that mistake. And that's why we don't get so <laughs> mad. Guess. That's why no one gets that mad at well, each other right I, now. I mean, you should be held accountable. It should be like it was technically your job first, but the safety nets didn't catch it either. So you shouldn't be all the weight on your shoulder be like, I'm the worst. Hold yourself accountable, yes, but don't be like, that's a, that's a punch myself in the face. To remind yourself of, for sure. Why do you feel like an imposter, though, within this project? Because it feels like Logan was like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then you had your first pick, but you're like, maybe not. Maybe not this first person. And then you're like, I think What do you, what do you mean work. I had my first pick? I've always oh, seen- somebody that I wanted to bring onto the show? I, yeah, I've always seen you work really well with one particular person. And I would just assume that would always be your pick. So the fact that I was considered for it made me be like, oh, cool. I think I'm the second pick because person number one couldn't. And that's not because of anything you've done. That's because of my imposter syndrome, I, apparently, that I just learned that I have. Um, and just so you know, that wasn't the case. No, I know. And you could tell me a million times, but there will always be that stupid voice. So then yeah. it's coming to that. And then you went, uh, Jake, we do this history podcast together called the Jank Podcast. I'd love you to meet Logan. And I thought we were meeting to talk about one-word stories and where that's going back when we mm -hmm. called it, like, Stuck in Iowa with Alex. Yeah, Stuck in Iowa and, and, was the first name of this but podcast. But then I meet Logan, and Logan starts talking about <clears throat> bringing me on yep. f for my own podcast. And then I was like, is Logan just doing this for Alex? Like, for oh, a charity thing? Sure. And he's just helping his friend out because you're like, hey, look, Jake's actually worth it. Like, give it time. Like, we need something different history why not do that and that's why he brought me on so I saw it more as like a favor to you because I was on your thing and you're like and maybe he was like hey he's got a bit of an internet following so <laughs> it's we don't take any L's by bringing him sure. on sure why not sure. so that's kind of what it felt like where it was just maybe like helping you out I know that's not the case well, but the little voice in my head's like, maybe, maybe. Just like you gave me uh, um, a response. Oh of God, why I can't that's take, not the thing. I can't take the you, rationality I, of it. Oh I, God, yeah, I'm, no. gonna, I'm gonna be rational here for a second and tell you what that really is like. Oh, I hate the rationality. First of all, of course, you know we you were brought onto this because of my thoughts of you, mm -hmm. and he didn't know you yet. Mm -hmm. So, so when that happens, um, um, of course, he's trusting my opinion and. And going with that, you are correct about that, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I also was confident that you would very quickly show that you're amazing because mm -hmm. you are amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're funny, you're charismatic, you're empathetic, which is huge. Um, Incredibly good looking. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> Uh, I'm yeah. trying to use comedy. I can't take See, rationality, a, dude. I can't take a, it. This is your defense mechanism. You're uh, you're uh, deflecting right now with your with your uh, funny stuff. It's hard. You are very good looking, oh, but that's thanks. definitely not, not any reason you're here. So uh, so there's there's so many reasons you know that I that I knew that that was a good decision, mm -hmm. and you continue to validate that decision. Thank you. You know every single freaking day, dude. Um, but but. It's it's wild. I guess this is weird because because it's really the two of us just going. I'm an imposter, and then the other, the other going, one. No, you're not. You, so do, I, I, from what I've noticed, it's a lot easier to be the person sitting out telling the other person, "Hey, man, you're really talented. That's why you're not the imposter." But then when you put it on yourself, 
it, you almost feel stupid because you know what they're saying is the truth because they're the outsider and you were yeah. literally just telling them the truth and you're like, well, from my outside perspective, this person seems ridiculous for saying that. But then when it's yourself, you're like, no, wait, no, no, it's different <laughs> with me. It's I, <laughs> yeah. I am an imposter. Yeah. It's so hard to yeah. not fight. And I, I wonder, because it's rooted in anxiety, correct, Logan? Yes, okay, you gave me the nod. So it's rooted what is, in, uh, imposter syndrome? in imposter syndrome. So I'm wondering... Because anxiety is worse. I don't have that severe of anxiety. I got on medication just to see what it was like. Personally, I don't feel any changes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need a different dosage. But I've never Are been... Are you still on meds right now? Yeah, right now. I'm just trying oh, it. And, cool. I, and I just hit the four-week thing where they're like, now you should start feeling stuff. I feel no different personally with oh, it. Oh, interesting. Um, but that was never because... I was never seeking anxiety medication. I just like taking any suggestions I get from anyone. Is it a, anyone. an SSRI? I don't even know, dude. Oh, okay. I just... I have no idea what it's even called. My girlfriend, Grace, get, sets up my pill thing, and she puts in my vitamin and my pill, and she puts it in for Grace me. does that for you? Yeah, because I'm so bad at like wow. keeping track of that stuff. Cause I, I, that is really sweet. I, I never wanted anxiety medication, but just like from some things I was suffering from, imposter syndrome, obviously, and the stress yeah. I had, she's like, let's try it. So yeah. I talked to the psychologist, who I also got because of Grace and my family's suggestion. So then the psychologist like, let's put you on it. Personally, I think the psychologist helps a lot more than the medication. I think I'm probably going to get uh, off of it. I would agree that my there, therapy is, uh, I don't know. I don't but there's some I people, I, I think you very much so appreciate it and are like very willing to get back on it. I'm going to take my entire dosage, but even my psychologist was like, we'll see where it, it takes you. So I think I'm going to get off it personally, but I see how it could really help Oh, others. of course. Of course. I mean, I <clears throat> I was so ashamed to be on medication, but then mm-hmm. uh, Hannah, my girlfriend, put, I don't know why I have to say that every time. I think yeah. we all know who Hannah is. Yeah. But but she said to me, she's like, just like um, a person who can't see needs glasses, you lack the these chemicals and mm-hmm. you need the this medication to help balance that. So you're on an even playing field with everyone else. You know, so I get a, a fair shot at this whole thing called life. So I guess the big question is then, how does one combat Imposter syndrome. We've we've addressed that. We well, well, <laughs> oh, we we've addressed that. I don't we, know if we, we got time. We've both addressed that we have it. It was something that I was when we started the episode. I was like, I don't think I have that. And now we've gone about 20, 30 minutes in, and I'm like, okay, it's something that I do have, and it's something I need to talk about. Do you think it's a? Uh, I remember when we had John on, we talked about how psychology is a long. Yeah, on our last episode about therapy, trimming the branches, right, getting it to a smaller tree. Maybe it'll never be small enough. Maybe it will. Do you think there is a route for each person to address imposter syndrome and potentially break it down? Because I feel personally, like just talking about it and addressing it, I already feel better about it. I feel more confident being a part of LAS now. By just addressing Good. imposter syndrome, which, <laughs> I feel <laughs> zero more confidence than I did at the beginning. Which of this episode. But that's why that's why but, I prefer therapy and talk therapy. Is I get a lot. I feel like I personally get a lot out of just talking it out. This became a therapy session for me. Well, out of the honestly, blue. recording one word stories is always therapeutic for me. Yes. So I always appreciate these talks because mm-hmm. th- having a podcast like this where we are leaning into those conversations has us having conversations that you and I would never have if we were just hanging out. Yeah, because we're very two-dimensional friends. Never talk anything deeper. See Sonic the Hedgehog? Great movie. Watch that we last did, weekend. We, we did watch Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it was a good movie, too. It was way better than I thought it was I very be. much so enjoyed it. I, I liked it as well. Um, let's figure out how to how to fix imposter syndrome on a different episode. 
because I don't know if we have the time to tack. I don't even know. And also, I don't have the answer. I think, literally, I think the answer for myself is now that I've addressed it and just talking about it with two of my buddies here that I work with Mm -hmm. has already kind of started trimming the branch, cutting out the branch per se. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just now that I've got it, addressing it, bring up with my therapist, I think it is something personally I see that could be a very good route to take of beating it and loving myself and trusting myself and validating myself first. I think it's something I could do to say it out loud. Syndrome. Gotta say it. Give it a voice. What do I say? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that's your advice. I'm devices. ugly and no, I'm, I'm proud. proud. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, of course we know that. I, um, I think, uh, so I'm listening to you guys talk about this, and I think it's a fantastic episode. I think there are going to be a lot of people who might listen to this episode and find, similar to Jake, that this is something that might resonate with them that they hadn't really realized mm-hmm. before. Um so I thought if if you're willing, if you're interested, um, maybe we could send people home with just a couple of tips. Certainly, we're not qualified to um, diagnose thing, or fix anxiety. I struggle with it so um, much myself, and I wish I had the answers. Otherwise, I'd my, do something my big, about it. My biggest tip is talk about it with someone you trust. This has already been so big for me. Address it. If you're listening right now and you're like, that might be something I have, address it with someone, a significant other you love, a family member you love, a therapist if you don't have any family members you want to talk about it with it. I think if you can recognize it in yourself and you can address it, that might be a very good first step. It's working for me right now, and I think that's a great... That's a really good piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually uh, I pulled up uh, a great article from the Harvard Business Review that offers a couple of tips to Mm -hmm. kind of self-assess and and figure out where you're at. So... um, Maybe if listeners are out there and something's resonating with them, maybe uh, a couple of these tips could help. And uh, sure, and maybe please. that can. I, I would love for you to share that. Yeah, absolutely. send people out. So this is, if you're curious, um, Harvard Business Review. It's an article called "Everyone Suffers from Imposter Syndrome." Here's how to handle it by Andy Malinsky from uh, July 2016. And uh, there's three tips here, and I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit in this article. Uh, so let me know what you guys think of this. Mm-hmm. A first tip is something. Um, that Portman highlights in her Harvard address, again, referencing the rest of the article. Recognize the benefits of being a novice. You might not realize it, but there are great benefits to being new in your field, being new in your experience, whatever's happening there. I'm paraphrasing just a bit. A second tip for combating imposter syndrome is to focus more on what you're learning than on how you're performing. Oh, that's really oh. good. That's really good. According wow. to psychologist Carol Dweck, the feelings that imposter syndrome leaves you with are ones we might actually be able to control. With a performance mindset, which people suffering from imposter syndrome often have, you tend to see your feelings of inadequacy or the mistakes you make as evidence of your underlying limitations. This mindset only fuels the concerns you have about being unfit for your job, but there's something you can work to cultivate instead, a learning mindset. Mm. So think about it. Yeah, absolutely. So think about it. You're you're working towards a goal. You're learning. Learning on the way. You are not expected to be the expert. Yes. And what was the third one? The third tip is to understand the power of perspective. Those of us who experience imposter syndrome often feel like we're the only ones feeling this way, but reality is very different. Uh, again, jumping around just a little bit. According to a recent survey by Vantage Hill Partners, Being found incompetent is the number one fear of executives worldwide. If you're feeling like an imposter, chances are that others in your situation feel the exact same way. Wow. Okay. So it's not just us. It's everybody, you know. And that goes back to something Jake was saying, right? It's that talk it out. You are that not alone experience. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Bringing, uh, uh, sometimes saying it out loud is the is the biggest thing you can do for a lot of for a lot let's, of problems. Let's both you know? say right now, I deserve to be here. Oh, on the count what? of three. Ready? I don't know. Ready? That's and we two. gotta look into each other's eyes. We gotta make Ready? eye contact. Eye contact. Ready? Ready? <sighs> One, two, two three. three. I, I deserve, deserve to, be to be here. <laughs> wow. I was gonna say oh, I belong to be. I here. belong. Uh, getting all teary eyed. I'm getting a little worked up. Uh, I'm almost. I'm almost. You are getting oh, teary eyed. Oh boy. See, this, gosh, stop gotta, deflecting though. Uh, I'm getting teary eyed. Oh you my could, god. You can be emotional here. It's not safe, allowed. Buddy. I can't allow it. It's, it's One okay. of these days, keep listening. Someday Jake will break down, but not today. For those that don't know, Jake is is crying right now, but he's smiling. Uh, I, lo- <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dude. Spaghetti. <laughs> I love you, dude. Thank you for being open. Uh, Logan, love you. you, man. Thanks so much for, for helping out with this. Yeah, I love you guys. Um, oh, so much so. I didn't say love. I love you guys. Sorry. And I really appreciate you, you finding that information because that's. I hope that helps. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, and remember, uh, you can also check out uh, – we're going to have – you know what? Let's put we'll, – we'll put a link to the clinic in the bio, and we'll also put uh, – in their website, and then we're also – I'll put a link to the, to the therapy clinic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Heck yeah. In the bio. Okay? Awesome. So if you need any of that information, please just go back to this episode. It's there waiting for you. Um, but otherwise, I think this is probably a good time to call it a night. Or day. I don't know when you're listening. It's night. It's nighttime while we're recording this. Yeah. Getting late over here. Jake, thanks so much for staying up past your bedtime to record this episode with me. Thanks for having me. Shout out <laughs> <hate> you. <laughs> Logan, thanks for your insight and uh, Googling skills. Don't thanks say thanks for, ha- for having me. I will <laughs> I will kill all of your plants. Thank you for uh, being so vulnerable. I will come to your house and step on your flowers. <laughs> That's what we're about here. We're about vulnerability. Yes, um, sir. So, so I appreciate you guys. And I appreciate everybody else tuning in to listen to this because these are heavy episodes sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you can find us on LASPodcastNetwork.com if you want more information on that. But if you want to support the show and the other shows on our network, please go to patreon.com slash LAS podcast network. Um, and you can, you can become a patron of, of our network. So, and it, there's a lot of great perks with that, but just know that you are supporting local and helping something really cool happen. This is one word stories the show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. I'm your host, Alex Schulte. And, uh, I'm here with Jake. I'm here with Logan and we'll be back. Next week, new episodes every Wednesday. Talk to you then. You can support the LAS Podcast Network at patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. LAS. Mango Mustache Media.